You got your intro song ready? Yes, sir. There not be no soft shit, man. Only one soft shit around here. <laughs> the you soft Mahone ass. <laughs> F hit me. Okay. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. With the legendary Queens MC Royal Flush. That's right. Mr. Iced Out Medallions. Prayers up to the family. What happened? You don't know about that. What you talking about, fam? Big up to Queens! We're buying this single, fam, with the instrumental and all that. Big up to Flushing! We got Reno RX in the building today! New Crack Era, Front Row Regal. Mm-hmm. I like New Crack Era better. Shout out to homie Jay Rios. Etho was good. R.I.P. Prodigy. R.I.P. P. Queens over everything and everybody. Shout out to Nori. Shout out to Havoc. Shout out to Large P. Molly Maul. Nas the legend. Fade me out, brother F. Welcome world, welcome world. Episode 169 of the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. I am the brother Burns. To the left of me, I got the brother VS. VS to the OP. You know what it be, man. We out here rocking that MDMA. Repping that will be all day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the brother F Straight Fuego Studios. As always, if you need somewhere to record some Fuego tracks, uh, band practice, dance practice, record a podcast, record a video, holla at the brother F at Ephraim R711 on the gram. Also, make sure you're following at G-A-H-H-D underscore podcast at the real underscore V-S-O-P on Twitter. Mm-hmm. At money underscore burns and at Reno underscore RX, right? Right, Reno, that's it? Underscore yeah. RX, yeah. RX, right? All right, sir. Mr. Reno RX in the building straight out of Flushing, Queens. He's got a new project out right now. It's called The Living God. He's also got an album out called Free Bass Pharaoh. He's got a new project coming out. He's working on a group project. He's connected to some legends. Mm. He's got a single out featuring the brother Etho. And we're going to get into all that good stuff. But let's get into this latest um, project, The Living God. First of all, pardon me. Welcome, Reno. Oh, man. Peace, fellas. Yo, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being here today. I know know it's hard to commit to an interview and actually show up when it's 80 damn degrees in October. Facts. And it's Halloween weekend. Oh, shit. All the freaks is out. To the thotties is out. I already seen some costumes on my way over here. So shout out, out to out that. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, my God. So shout out to that. Thank you, brother, for being committed. Thank you for pulling up. Yes, sir. Let's get into the project. The Living God. This dropped. Uh, 2023. Yeah. Like, uh, like maybe a month ago, two months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it dropped a, a little over a month ago. Yeah, okay, about a month ago. Produced entirely by Digger the Digger, straight out of Paris. Shout out to him, brother Reno. I gotta ask, really? how did you connect with Digger, um, to create this project? 
You know, first of all, peace to Digger. That's my brother. Um, the way I hooked up with Digger was through my other brother, Bayer, from um, Delaware. He's a he's an amazing MC. He's the best MC out of Delaware. Um, we did some work together, and he told Digger about me, and we linked up. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Now, with Digger being in Paris, did you guys ever physically actually link up, or was it uh, like an email or stems type of process? Oh, nah, it's all over the, over the computer, man. Yeah, like, I haven't met Bayer either, man. You know, computer age, you can do it from afar. That's amazing, right, how that how that works out, um, creating with people on another continent and never actually meeting. Like, crazy. that would have seemed uh, impossible, like, like 20 years ago, right? Like, yeah, pre-internet, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. If you would have told somebody, yo, I'm going to record an album with this producer, but he's in Paris. Yeah, no. Nah. But I'm never going to meet him. Yeah. He'd be like, how the fuck are you going to do that? But shout out to that, man. How, <laughs> how was it working on that project? Did he just send you 30 beats and you picked your best? Or was it, like, uh, collaborative, interactive? Oh, man. It, so, at first he sent me some beats. Man, I, I'm going to tell you, man, for real, I, I was a pain in his ass, man. I kept <laughs> telling him to send more beats, send different beats to save the vibe. And, you know, God bless him, man. He was he was patient with me, man. You know, um, he put up with my shit, man. I told him, I said, don't worry about it, man. We'll do interviews and I'll tell him how much of an asshole I was during the process. You know what I'm saying? But he stuck with me. And, um, I mean, I think we, we went back and forth for seven months, man. Wow. Oh, wow. I was going to ask about how long did the entire process take. So seven months. Were there um songs left over that didn't make the project? Oh, yeah, yeah. The songs that didn't make the project. There's um original versions of songs that were on the project. Like, I, I put I put Dude to the Ringer, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Damn, that's good, though. That's, that's the mark of a true producer, though. I mean, the guy that can... Steadily keep up with your output. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I, at one point he hated me, but we all good now. <laughs> I feel good. like a good producer rapper combo. Yeah. At one point, one of them got to hate the other. That happens with like, you know for it to yeah. work, and then yeah. you come back and it'd be better and shit. But Absolutely. look, yeah, I mean it's probably happened to the best of them. Gangstar, yeah. Mob Deep, Mob. You know what I'm saying? EPMD, EPMD, yeah. facts. You know, so yeah. Sure. Speaking of mob, shout out to Havoc. Um, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I believe he's dropping a new album with Method Man. He is, yeah. I, I did read so about shout that. Shout out to that. Yeah. Shout out to Method Man as well. He's doing his thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, with the Living God, how much input did Digger, did Digger, pardon me, have as far as like the songs, the lyrics. Did he ever? Did you ever record a song and he come back like, "All right, that was cool," but the second verse, maybe we gotta tighten it up a little. Nah, that never happened once. Um, you know, he he came with a whole vision, you know, um, and we went from there. You know, um, as far as the beats and the sound he wanted to craft, because you know they're kind of um, where he's at as far as hip hop goes, like. They're still in like some some ninety shit, you know what I'm saying? Which right. is my shit. So it worked mm. out perfect. But um, he had a vision, and then um, you know, my vision met with it. Class collided, and then turned into you know, turned into the living God. So it was a lot of give and take. Mm. Shout out to that. Everybody, make sure you're following at Reno underscore RX and also follow at Digger, the Digger, D I G G A T H E D I G G E R. 
producer straight out of Paris. Who came up with the title of the project? Um, so I guess to say we both did because, um, you know, my first project was Free Bass Pharaoh and Jigga was, you know, he, he liked that theme. So he was like, yo, let's keep it rolling. And he had a skit on there. I think it's the opening skit uh, where dude says to live in God. And I was like, yo, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always dope when, uh, So, you know, it, it kind of came together. Yeah, it's always dope when, like, it just comes naturally like that out of nowhere. You don't have to, like, yeah. come up with 20 Man, names yeah, or let's pick the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just basically showed itself. Right. Everything was real organic with me, with me and Digger. That's why the process took as long as it did. Because normally, you know, I do an album about a month or so. But, you know, that's when I'm doing the beats. And I don't really got to consult with nobody or share ideas. Right. But with me and him, we took our time and got it right. I got a question. What made you want to basically outsource your beats? Because you do a lot of your own production. What made you want to just, you know, give that, that responsibility to somebody else? Um. So... Like, I live in Vermont right now. You know, I've been out here for about 10 years, and it's very isolated, especially if you're black in Vermont. Shit is weird, you know. Um, And with that, I always worry about just being on my own shit too hard, you know what I'm saying? Because when you don't got nobody to check you and a bunch of people to give you their opinions, Mm. you know, I mean, like, you're in a circle because, you know, everybody got an opinion, but there's, you know, everybody got a counsel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel my ideas run unchecked and can get a little wild because, you know, um, I'm kind of fucking retarded like that. So it was refreshing to have somebody else come in with their point of view. And, and I welcome that. You know, like I still do. I, I work with um, Edo. Mm-hmm. I work with um, Seth Silencer. I got some work coming with Wavy to God. You know, like I, I welcome those um, refreshing outside points of views. Dope, dope. So two-part question. Um what the hell made you end up in Vermont? And do you do all your work um, online or do you travel back and forth sometimes? Um, So uh, I'm in Vermont because, uh, you know, uh, well, I'm in Vermont. I'm going to leave that at that. Fair enough, um, I fair came enough. down here about 10 years ago. <laughs> Real quick, where's um, Vermont? In- Oh, no, like, on the map. Further this all is going the way to Canada, north. right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. By, by Maine. Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right before Maine. Yeah, it's like okay. six hours from from um from the city, from New York. Six, right. you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, by car. Um, but um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I do all my work online right now, mainly because I'm on house arrest, so I really don't have a choice in the matter. Okay. Um, but that also is what motivated me because. You know, um, without getting into detail, you know, um, I'm facing a little legal dilemma. And I was like, well, you know, I got to get busy. You know, I got to do what I got to do. And uh, everything you seen me do was from the house. Every every album, you know, um, I record myself, any move I made, any interview. So I, I say that to say, all you niggas running around out there, Soon, I'm going to be back on these streets, and we're really going to turn it up. <laughs> That's what's up. And also, to all you lazy fuckers out there, the brother Reno's getting uh-huh. it shaken from Vermont Facts. with just, you know, with the internet and social Facts. media, connecting with producers out of Paris, connecting with the brother Etho and them, and, and, you know, putting projects out, putting videos out. Like, there's really no excuse. You know what I'm Facts. saying? So shout out to you for keeping 
not even keeping active, for actually turning the activity Staying up active. And, and, you know, getting it real shaken in 2023. Um, to go back to a question my, my co-host asked with the, with the rapper producer and giving up, you know, allowing Digger to produce the whole project. Did that, did that allow you to open up as an MC? Cause you, you, you didn't have as much pressure, right? And you didn't have as much work as far as having to produce the beats and right. produce the songs. Now you could just focus on rapping and lyrics. Oh yeah, man. Listen, man, that, that is my ultimate goal too, to be able to just focus on the lyrics because of, I, I produce, but I'm not really into it like that. Um, mm -hmm. I just did it out of necessity because right. it's, it's sometimes it's rough haggling with other people, you know, um, and, and of course money becomes a factor too, which is cool. Everybody needs to get paid for their art, but I'm not a millionaire. You know absolutely, what I'm saying? And I'm, absolutely. I'm, producing, I'm, I'm putting out so much work. It would be impossible for me to uh, pay for all that production. Right. So it was really, you know, necessity. Right. And cool. and were you self-taught with the production? No, no, no. I learned from um um a great DJ named Fred Ones who uh runs Gorilla Grooves Radio out of the Bronx. That's really um one of my mentors. I learned from another dude called James Data, um, out in Queens. He's from Flushing also. Um I picked up little bits here and there. You know, also it's my whole upbringing, like you know, I've been in rooms where I've seen Lost Professor getting busy on the SP-1200. Um, you know, have freestyle sessions in, in, in the crib with, with Flush or, or whoever, you know. So um, it was everywhere, man. I, 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 like, I had to be a part of it. You, would you say Queens, the hip-hop community, is like really close-knit? Or, or maybe was it when you were coming up and now it's, uh, you know, these these young kids don't fucking like nobody. But it seems like during that time that you just described, like everybody in Queens that was doing something was kind of connected. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I don't know really. I, I know like the names I just mentioned, like we damn near live on top of one another. You know, like, like I was apartment 4F, Royal Flush was 3F. Mike Geronimo was two buildings down. Large Professor was three buildings over. Like, niggas had no choice but to run into each other. Mm. As far as a close-knit community, um, yeah, i say for the more famous niggas, definitely. But for niggas that's on my level, like, it's cutthroat. It's blood sport out there. So, mm. yeah, close, you know, like combat, yeah, close. Now, you mentioned living... Um in the same building as the homie Royal Flush. Right. Um, did y'all right. have, a, do y'all have a good relationship? Um, yeah, well, see, Flush was always a little older than me. He's a great guy, great dude, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was more so closer to his younger brother, but you know, them, them niggas is like, they brothers, they best friends. So, plus the Gavantes family, that's Flush, Flush family, like, this is a big-ass family in New York, though. Like, there's a million of these niggas running around out there. Mm. And, um, yeah, so, we, I mean, my block where I'm from, we call it Wastelands. It's, it's really cold in the street out in Flushing. It's a cluster of buildings that's so close. Like, you know, everybody knew everybody. Everybody was in each other's business. Mm. Yeah. 
That's dope though. Like I, I, I miss that communal element of growing up, right? Like Yeah, because you couldn't talk to everybody like yeah. now on the internet. Well, that was the thing. Back then you had to know everybody. Because mm. there was no internet. So right. it was like you had to know all oh, these homies be over here, these these brothers be over here, yeah. whatever. You know, like it was more personal. Yeah, absolutely. As mm. opposed to now. But, you know. You know something, too? Also in my building um, was a producer named Shy Skills. He did the whole Onyx album, Back the Fuck Up. He produced the whole first album. He was incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace to him. You know, um, so it was that type of shit. And, you know, these niggas brought more niggas around. You know, it was nothing to see Q-Tip up the block going to the deli or bust the rhyme, swing through. OC was on the block all the time. Slick Rick. Like, it was, it was crazy. Did that motivate you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Matter of fact, so when I was 16, I caught my first deal with, um, Steve Azar, whose um, brother was Herbie Lovebug. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Legendary producer. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, so like, I, felt like, I felt like a fucking weirdo, you know, finding a connect outside of the block because there was so many, so much talent right around me. Right. But, you know, Queens, man. Yeah. And sometimes you got to go outside the circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Everybody in the circle, you love them and you fuck with them and they're doing their thing, but you know, sometimes you don't want to bother them and get them off track. So plus you go too, find your own shit. Plus too much of the same shit. That, I mean, no. you need you need variety. And it's always dope to come right. back with something that yeah. you know, like that oh, nobody heard or nobody yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to the yeah, living god. 100%. Everybody make sure y'all go download that. Um Reno, you said you said something a little earlier that I really liked. You said your mentor. Um, do you have more yeah. than one mentor? Absolutely. Um, shit, if we want to be honest, man, you know, back to the whole, the, the, the village concept, you know, the community, like I learned something from everybody watching, watching everybody. Um, like I said, Lush, my brother Jam, um, you know, um, Paulie, excuse me, Lush Professor, um, Mike. Like, I learned something watching all these guys. Like, they're filming videos right outside my terrace. Um, but but out of all that, I'd say Fred Ones was the most influential because he's he's an amazing talent, uh, one of the most humble brothers on the planet. And um, he took the time. You know, like, even when I was doing other things, he was like, no, nah, you need to come to the studio. You know, you need to... You need to even if I wasn't laying something down, it was like, come absorb the atmosphere, right. be around it. And he had mm -hmm. a steady flow of legends through, um, through his studio. And he still does uh, on a Gorilla Goose. You know, um, I met so many people through there. He's an amazing guy. Taught me a lot. That's what's up. Um, I ask because I, I try to stress the importance of finding a mentor early and uh, allowing them to help guide you. Uh, on the right path, you know what I'm saying? So obviously, of course, you got to find the right person, you know, someone that yeah. cares enough about you and your well-being to guide you properly. Um, but I think once you do, uh, you form kind of a, a just a lifelong bond with that person. And even when you're just fucked up in the game, like, you know, you can, they'll always hit you with some advice. And 
I got a mentor, right? That anytime I'm um, undecided about something, mm-hmm. I'll hit him. Mm. And he always tells me the same shit. You know the answer. You're just hitting me f- mm-hmm. for like reassurance. Right. But you already know the answer. You know your decision already. Right. And I'll be like, you motherfucker, you fucking right, bro. Yeah. I do. And then I'll tell him, and he'll be like, yeah, that's, that's make the move. Yeah. So shout out to that, man. Shout out to you for saying that. And shout out to him for, you know, um, helping and, and, and just teaching and, and guiding and mentoring. Like, that's such a beautiful thing that I think the new generation, yeah. they fucking just ignore it, bro. Like, they don't care about a mentor. They, they don't want to learn They from know nobody. everything, so they don't yeah. care about a mentor. But still, shout out to them, all the youngins. Um, Reno, I like that you talk about large professor and you just say Paul, Paulie. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, my boy Paulie. Oh, who's that? Oh, large professor to fucking legend. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Oh to- yeah, well you know around the way he, he's Paul. You know, but again, he's another dude who was older than me, so it wasn't like we were hanging out. But again, there's no walking through that through that community without bumping into these dudes, and, mm-hmm. and you know. Like he was, he's he's a hero to our community. Right. Obviously, to to many communities, but you know, we from Flushing Queens, mm-hmm. and you see that man like this nigga's making classics. Mm-hmm. And it to wasn't like you know, it wasn't hitting at the time. It was like you knew these shits was classics. Making oh, yeah. the funk, mm-hmm. looking out the front door, you know, um, they reminisce over you, like live at the barbecue. Lops, yeah. Nas coming around to record with him, you know, like everywhere you look, it was some shit happening. I'm talking about this is crazy because, like, this is like a four block radius, you mm. know what I'm saying? And so all this shit is happening in this little spot because you know New York City is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. There's like nine million people or something out there, but in these four blocks, everything is converging. And there was a lot of talent accumulated in that small radius of yeah, fucking yeah. land. It's like, got to be something in the water, man. Yeah, I was going to say, what was going on back then in the early 90s that... It birthed all these awesome creators, <laughs> yeah, man. Some you know type of acid rain or something. Hell yeah, bro. Shit's crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. and Reno, you were like, what, one generation beneath them? Ooh. Um, so I, I'm not sure about their age, but um, I, I might have even been two, two okay. generations beneath. Well, I'm not sure about um, about um, professor's age, but um, Flush, I was one generation behind him, mm-hmm. and you know, um, yeah. But again, like everybody was so the, the proximity was such that. There were no generational gaps, even though technically there are. Right, 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 right. I'm sure the talent would get you where you needed to be, right, as opposed to the age. um, Oh, yeah, regardless of your age, if your talent was there. Back then, you you had to pay the toll, bro. The toll was talent. You you didn't have talent, you wasn't allowed in the room and shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the previous (laughs) project, uh, the Free Base Pharaoh. Now, this one had multiple, multiple producers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, about- just just me and my brother, just me and one other producer, Jay Styles. That's my that's my family. Oh, okay, so it was just y'all two. Yeah. All right. Um, and same uh, as with the Living God, recorded in Vermont. You produced it all in in house, recorded everything yourself. You do you do your own like uh, mixing and mastering too? 
No, no, I wish, but no, I don't. Um, actually, Jay Styles does all my mixing and mastering, except for the Living God. Um, Digger, Digger did that, but um, the songs I did with Jay Styles for that album, I actually recorded in Queens at his studio, um, okay. Stilo Studios, out in uh, Whitestone. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm sorry, I missed that. He recorded part of the album in Whitestone. Whitestone, yeah, he was able to record it in uh, Whitestone, Queens, Whitestone. Okay, yeah, this was before um, the situation happened, so I went there. I mean, this is like in one or two days we did because he he did three songs on that project, mm -hmm. so we just knocked those out real quick. Shot to a show with SOBs, and you know, then a few months later, I added the songs I had. Mm -hmm. So the, I mean, the album came about over the course of a few months, but really that there was like space. It didn't, it wasn't creating all that time. It was just when we finally put it together, a certain amount of time had passed, but all together the album took about five weeks. Were you intentionally working on a project or were you just recording songs and then you said, okay, I got a bunch of songs. Let me make a project. Um, both. It started out as, you know, uh, I hadn't seen my brother Jay in a while, so we were at the studio, he threw on some beats, I wrote right there on the spot, um, and we just, we came out with that fire, and then, um, you know, I, I caught my situation, and I was like, it's funny, because I'm, I'm speaking, of, I was on the phone with Mark after I caught my situation, um, Mark is one of the um, owners of Front Row Regal, mm. and he was telling me, he was like, yo, Listen, we fuck with you, bro. But right now, because of your situation, you're kind of on the shelf. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, how you going to shelf a real nigga? So I put the <laughs> album together, threw that shit out immediately. You know what I'm saying? Then another one, and now we got another one coming. Right. Well, that goes back to earlier, right? Yeah. You, you, you step out the circle, and you come back with some shit accomplished. And you're like, look, I can fucking accomplish on my own. Yeah. Right, I, right. Uh, real quick, why the free bass pharaoh? Oh, man, um, because number one, you know, and I got to let my geek side out. The First of all, phonetically, the shit just sounds great. You know, mm -hmm. free bass pharaoh. Right. Um, I had said it in the beginning of a rhyme I was writing in, in uh, my brother Jamie's basement up in upstate up in Rochester. And I was like, nah, fuck this. I ain't using this rhyme. I like that. I'm going to use that as a title of an album. And um yeah, you know, it's it's like, I feel like what I have is like work. Like, I equate everything to what I know. Well, one of the things I know, and the shit is like, shit is like crack. This is what we're doing. Like, right now, these albums I'm throwing out, these shit's just testers. These are the like, testers, these ain't yeah. These real gold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are just like, here, you can have these because I, I want to build, uh, see, I'm older. I'm 43, just turned 43. God bless. And Amen. One thing Happy I know. Belated. Thank you. Thank you. One thing I know is you got to build a rapport with niggas. Like, you're not just coming out the blue unless, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be attached to some some dope names, some legends, but you still, niggas got to know your work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in my mind, it's like, yeah, I got to throw out a few testers. So, 2023, 2024, I'm going to throw out about 10, 12, 15 albums, and I'm going to let these niggas know. And then, I'm charging. First couple mm. of hits for free, then I'm going to beat you over the head with it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, Reno, are you originally from um, Rochester? Ah. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm from Flushing. 
I'm from fraud. But listen, man, Rochester welcomed me with open arms, man. There's some niggas in Rochester that think I'm from Rochester. Like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm heavy out there. Like you said, you fucking with Edo in Rochester is like fucking with the mayor. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The boy got a mural out there. Like, you know, like he dead or something, but the nigga walk around with a mural. Nice. Um, you know, shout out to Edo. Um, who gave me gave me a big chance. Um who I met through my brother Nice the Future. This is all because of Nice the Future. Right. Who's from um Southside, Jamaica, Queens. But um the whole Rochester, Rock City Mark, Edo, Exotic Roots, um, Five A Five, Troop, Rob Gates, um, Nooch, all these niggas just um welcomed me with open arms. So, so and also Nice the Future is also who put you down with Prodigy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, my brother been trying to plug me in. Like, for years, I was telling that nigga, like, I'm not really into the music thing like that, you know, because I had my first kid in, like, 2021. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go get some money instead of doing this starving artist thing. <laughs> and, you know, if if the opportunity presents itself, I'll get into the music later because there's more than one way to do it, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I try to tell people, especially younger people, like, you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket, dog. Like you can go live life, get the experience to write about, mm-hmm. and then have a, a you know a fuller project or a fuller set of projects. I learned that from my dude Mike Ladd. He's an incredible artist. Uh, he lives out in France, but you know one day I'm in my mentor's studio and he comes. You know he's in town for the weekend, Mike Ladd, and this nigga's like, yeah, I live in a castle and I'm a college professor. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it's not all music? Yeah. And, and you know, he said, nah, you know, I, I went out there and got it and then got back to the music when I was comfortable. I followed that blueprint to a T. Mm. That's actually, I think you might be the first rapper I've ever heard say that shit. What, follow the blueprint? No, no, like, um, establish yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. Well, yeah. And gain experience and, World, and worldly life. knowledge, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and then come back to the music. True indeed. Yeah, because if not, you're just <clears throat> rapping secondhand. Then you're just rapping from what other people told you or what you heard or whatever, or Instead what you've of, seen, but you might not have seen shit. You might have only seen your fucking hood. Exactly. That's that's what I mean. You got to go out there and experience the world. Yeah, man. Shout out to that. So all my young rappers out there, make sure y'all pay attention to that. Gain some experience. Gain some life. Oh yeah, pick up a book and read, fam. Uh, yeah, and expand your vocabulary, please. Um, Reno, real quick, if the Zoom cuts off, I'm going to call you right back because because we cheap and we don't pay for Zoom. I think they give us a 20, 30-minute time limit, and then we got to start the call over. So deal with us struggling yeah. artists over here as well. Um, You was talking about Etho a second ago. You got a song with him, mm-hmm. the lead single off, uh, off Free Bass Pharaoh, I believe, right? It is, yeah. Uh, it's called yep. One Bird Away. Right. How how did that come to be, and how was uh, how'd you feel working with Ito? Were were y'all together? Did y'all connect um for the song? No, we didn't connect for that song. But we before that um about a year and a half ago, we were down there putting mad work, and me, him, nice Rob Gates, excuse me, and um man, I don't know how many songs we got. Like he sent me some shit the other day that I don't even remember recording. Mm. I but, feel like um, he doesn't stop working, right? No. Oh no, nah, this is, you know that nigga's a madman, bro. But that's how <laughs> it is. You gotta, you gotta give him hundred percent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 
So how'd that song come to be, One Bird Away? Um, I made the beat, and I kept listening to the shit. Like, my wife was getting annoyed. I just kept listening to it. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't writing to it. But I was like, damn, I like this shit. This just sounds like, you know, real cinematic. And then finally I wrote a verse to it after about a month of just listening to it. And I was like, yo, you know, Edo's voice is insane. Mm. I said, that shit would sound amazing on this because to me it sounds like, that's like our, our Robert, Robert, no, our Al Pacino, you know, with that fucking voice. Mm. And you hear that over the beat and it's like, shit sounds cinematic, but once I put this thing on it, it's going to really be that movie feel. Right. Um, he heard it sent it right back. It, it was incredible. And that was amazing because this nigga works so much. It's very hard to get a verse right back from this dude. Mm. So that's why I knew I had some fire because he sent that shit back immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's a testament to that beat you made. You cooked up. Hell yeah. And his work ethic too. Absolutely. Reno, what are you producing on? What uh, What is your equipment of choice? I use FL. FL, yeah. Okay. Fruity Loops. Um, yeah, that's it. I started out on the MPC 62 and the S950. Um, I could never really get into the SP 1200. Uh, yeah, but eventually, out of convenience, you know, FL, right on your laptop, you're good to go. Sure, indeed. Do you find that to be easier than uh, the, the, the machines? No, no, not at all. The MP... I was just talking to Edo about this the other day. He, he was telling me I need to fuck with that new MP keyboard. But it's like, you know, it's too, it's too computerized. Like, you got to do a lot to get that swing mm-hmm. in, in FL. All right. Yeah, All right. yeah. Edo's fucking with that right now. But, uh, yeah, I was just basically saying that FL is, is a great tool. And, you know, ultimately you can do everything you need to on it. But for that real live swing feel, like it's better to hit some pads, play some keys, you know. I'm not a producer, but just watching producers, I I would feel like touching. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're you're dancing with the shit while you're making No, yeah, it's different. It's a totally different And on Fruity Loops, you got to be with a mouse. The other day, you know, it's funny. I was in my house and I was making a beat, right? And I was on a computer. And I normally when I do it on this thing, I'm sitting down. Right. Or I'm on my bed, right? right? I couldn't do it anymore. At one point, I had to get up, and I stacked two of my sneaker boxes, and I put it up so I could be standing up, right. just like you said. Right, so right. when Vibing I hear the beat, yeah. I could vibe with it, and this and that. I was like, now it feels like when I was doing beats before, like on the pads and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, definitely. I don't know. The producer got to... That's like Swizz, right, for example. Swizz is a perfect example, actually. He be so into his beats... He that he make them. you feel them, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't even be the best. Nah, but yeah. because he's so into them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see how you could be that into it on a Fruity Loops. Not to say that magic has not been created on Fruity Loops, because right, absolutely, motherfuckers really know how to work that shit, absolutely. But I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's tough. You got to dance. It's more of a visual thing with the Fruity Loops, right? Yeah, and, visual where and more like repetitive, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that, and it's it just it's different, like. It, whereas, like you said, when you're working with the pads, you know, you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? You're standing up. You're like, yeah, boom. And then you go back to it. You step. Yeah, it's different. It's way different. Do you think, um, Reno, you'll eventually go back to the machines? Yeah. Again, I was on the phone with Edo the other day. Um, he was like, bro, 
you gotta you gotta try this other shit, man. He's like, I got a spare Renaissance, man. I'll give you that shit. Mm. And you know, I was like, hey, if it's free, I'm definitely Hell yeah. If it's free as me, right out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, ultimately my my goal is to get back to that. Um, again, the the FL, the great program, great absolutely, program, absolutely I've done amazing shit on it. But it's time to get more back into the uh, like you know, the feel of it, the right. swing of it, and shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Unless FL wanna send a little sponsorship over here, a little equipment, my man Reno yeah. will take that real quick. So FL Studios, holla. <laughs> I wanna talk Go ahead, Reno, I'm sorry. I wanna talk nah, the nah, uh, nah, Oh, all right. I wanna talk the next album, but before we get into that, can we talk the prodigy um relationship? What was that like? Oh man, so that was dope. Again, that's through um Nice the future, like you know. Yeah. And shout out, nice the like, future. He's been putting in work for uh, a good amount minute, of time. Yeah. We definitely got to get the homie up here for an interview. But One shout minute. out to him. Yeah. yeah. Incredible, incredible artist, all around good brother. Um, again, you know, he was him just like Fred was always. You know, you need to come fuck with the music. You know, instead of what what I was doing because what I was doing wasn't always. You know. It wasn't always uh, working. We'll say mm. that. Were you hard headed um, though? Absolutely, I still am. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Fuck that studio. I gotta go over here. <laughs> I gotta get some what's money. Just, um, I mean, what's it called? Uh, my 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 brother Fred ones. Nice to future. Edo man. Every one of these niggas are tell you, digger too, man. It, it, it's it's not always easy dealing with me. Right. It's not that I'm trying to be an asshole. It's just like my. Listen, man, my first answer is no. Fuck no. All the time. <laughs> hey. That's good, though. A lot of people have a hard time telling people no. Yeah. You, on the other hand, hell no. And at least you're it. honest, bro. Nah, that's good. Yeah. Damn, nah, man. Fuck all that shit, man. You got to be honest with niggas, man, and figure it out for yourself because, you know, it's easy to go along with shit, you know, but mm -hmm. it's, it's better when you understand what's happening and you got reasoning behind your decisions. Like, I'm not following nobody for, for for any reason, you know, unless this person is proven to be somebody who's knowledgeable and worthy of, of your attention, you know, then I'm with it. Right. But, yeah, um, very hard-headed. Uh, matter of fact, so I, I mentioned a story before, but nice for me that the way uh, I met Prodigy was Prodigy had just came home uh, from prison, and he had a book out. And he was doing a book signing one day. Great book, you know, by nice the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great book. Nice was telling me for a minute, yo, come around, pee's back. You know, um, and, you know, I'm shrugging it off, like, whatever. One day, a nigga nice called me. I'm in the bushes waiting for a nigga to hop out on a nigga, like, literally <laughs> in the bushes. And this nigga keep calling, keep calling, keep calling. So, you know, I wasn't really in the answer on my phone at that particular time. But, you know, so I saw my brother call for, like, the fifth time, and, you know, so it must be something important. I pick up. I'm like, yo, what's up? This nigga's like, yo, man, I want you to come to a book signing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you calling me for a book signing, bro? I'm about to book a nigga. You trying know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to do a jokes. And the nigga's like, <laughs> he like, nah, man, fuck that shit. Leave that shit alone, man. Come right now. So... I don't know, you know, normally, like I said, my first answer is fuck no, but, you know, he had like an urgency in his voice. And also, I'm not going to lie, 
like I always P is one of my was one of my heroes. He's mm-hmm. still excuse me. So mm-hmm. the opportunity to meet P was like, all right, you know, you can rob a nigga anytime, but this is this is the God P. So I went out there and um it was on from that from that moment. Nice had such respect everywhere. As soon as I popped up, P was like, again, welcome me with open arms, like, yo, you rolling with us. And I don't mean like he he didn't try to he could have did one of the rapper things, one of the celebrity things, like, all right, cool, you with the squad, you know, you roll with the honorage. But I think it was the very next day, me, him, Nice, and um, Cliff Notes, God bless him, he passed away not too long ago. We up at NBC, like, just the next day. Like, I was in the bushes Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, I'm in the NBC building, giving Black Thought at that. Then, wow. like, three days after, we doing the Welcome Home um, Prodigy show at Best Buy Theater. I'm in the dressing room, little Kim's over here. Wow. Um, again, Black Thoughts over there. Capadonna, the, the Wu-Tang. And I was just like, wow, these niggas are serious. Alchemist was in the building. And, um, you know, just like that, he was like, nah, nice say you you family, so you fucking with us. You know, inner circle shit. Mm. And, I, excuse me, I rolled with the niggas ever since, man. Like, P was an ill dude, man. Ill dude. That's beautiful, man. Rest That's in dope. peace, Prodigy. Yeah, sure. and, and shout out to Homeboy that got spared. He owed Prodigy uh some love and shit, cause you ain't get to you ain't get to book him out the bush. <laughs> he got to live another day. So he, he needed to send a prayer up to Prodigy. Thanks. You know what? It could be the other way around too. Nigga might have, nigga might have blew my head off or some shit. You know hey, what I'm saying? So, absolutely. hey, I, I might but, have escaped but, one. You never but know. I feel like you sent a couple prayers up to Prodigy already. So you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you even. Oh, yeah. You know absolutely. what that? You know what that was, Reno? That was divine intervention right there. <clears throat> yep, yep. That was Man. divine intervention, dude. There's no way. I, I can't think of any other way to explain that. Cause dude tr- literally tried you five times, and you was like, "Nah, I'm not fucking with this dude." And then you picked it up, man. That's divine intervention, dude. Yeah, and and you made the left. You know, at, at some point, everybody gets to that fucking fork, and yeah. you're either gonna make the left or you're gonna make the right, and the right's gonna fuck you up. Mm. So you made the left, man. Shout out to that. Shout out to Nice the Future for always remembering you and, and for, for bringing real. you into that circle, bro. For real. And pr- to for Prodigy real. again for accepting you as family. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Let's get into the uh, the new album. I love the name. The Coliseum is dropping December nineteenth. That date is set in stone. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Um, the Coliseum got like a double meaning. You know, the Coliseum from ancient times back in um mm-hmm, the Romans Rome, somewhere mm-hmm. out in Europe. You know, it was blood sport in there. You know, everybody's seen um the shit with you know. Are you not entertained? Gladiator and whatnot. Yep. Absolutely. But it's also a mall in Queens. The Queens yes, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's like, my, from my childhood, that's a very important place. I mean, right. that's in Jamaica, but, I mean, you could, technically, you could walk there from my neighborhood. It'd be, you know, about half an hour walk, but that was the biggest mall we had that was um, close to us. A lot of things went down over there. A lot of, a lot of people got yapped in that mall, mm-hmm. right outside the mall. I got brothers who still run stores inside that mall, you know, so um, it was very, very important to my upbringing. So, so I like the uh, the double entendre on, on the uh, on the on the album title. Um, who handled production on this upcoming album? I did all the production for this album. Nice. Hey. Any features? 
Yeah. Um, well, first, my brothers Bayer and Nice the Future are going to be on every project I do because um, that's like a lot of my motivation. Right. Um, so I'm not doing nothing without them niggas on the project unless they say, hey, listen, man, you're bothering me. There's too many out. Enough for Yeah. So, you know, they were on my first two albums, Freebase Fallon, A Living God. Um, also, might have a feature from Jay Black. I hope that comes through. That's my brother. Dope. Oh, shout out um, to the bro, Jay Black. Another friend of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, first flight album on the way soon, too. Yeah, we waiting on it. Damn, he hit us with that single. Yeah, exactly. Shit was yeah. fire. Hell yeah. And then just left us. Jay, what's good? We waiting for you, bro. Hell yeah. Jay Black does what he wants when he wants. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Shout out to that, man. The best way to live the life. Hell yeah. Um, so you mentioned Nice to Future and you mentioned the bro, um, what'd you what 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 was his name? I'm sorry. Banks? Who? You mentioned Nice to Future being on the album and someone else. Oh, Bayer, yeah. OBH Bayer. He's down with um Lee Moss and them ARL crew and the niggas. Um Bayer, that's that's my bro. We never met in person, but um since I stepped in the in, in this game and started releasing shit, you know, and this is what's dope about him. Most of these rappers front, like, I can't tell you how many times I speak to a nigga finally and they be like, yo, I listen to your shit. Like, your shit is dope, but you don't follow me. You don't like nothing. No, like, no, niggas no, no. Hate this, dude. Yeah, yeah, they can't, they can't do that. Like, yeah. they could tell you in a one-on-one conversation, but they're not going to go yeah. above and beyond to show you love. They all fucking selfish, bro. I mean, nah, let's why, say why nine, 90%, right? Because you got a homie like Etho, you got a homie like Prodigy, yeah. you know, people that are kind of beyond and above that celebrity bullshit Facts. that these people be on. But most of that industry, bro, they, they, they looking fake. At, yeah, they fake. Not only that, they're looking at you as competition. Exactly. If they put the light on you, that's less light on them. Facts. And God forbid. Yeah, real, real, real hater shit, man. Shit is crazy out here. You said uh, 90%. I'm thinking 99. Possibly, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Bayer, um, from, from, from Junk, he reached out. He was like, yo, I think this shit is dope. Um, you know, let's do something together. And I was like, hell yeah, because I had already been listening to his stuff too. Right. And matter of fact, he's he did the album. He did two albums with Digger. And um, he said, he told Digger, yo, you need to fuck with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Which is above and beyond because a lot of niggas ain't going ain't gonna to go that far. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But he shows love, and he's the best MC out of Delaware. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care where you go. It's hard to say that you're the best in your state. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. But shout out to Delaware. A lot of talented MCs out there. It's just y'all not fucking with my brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, shout out to that. So let's see. When when you're done with your um, current situation, right, when, when you're off the house stuff and, and you're free to move and shake, you got to go to Paris. Check out Digger. You got to go to Delaware to hang out with the homie OBH. You got to come back to Rochester, hang out with Ito. You got to come over here, get on the show live in person. Facts. So you're going you're gonna to be on the road a lot, man. Yeah. We look we look forward to that day, though, bro. World tour. Word. Talk to me about... Oh, yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, again, just agreeing with you. Yes. Um, talk to me about the murder team. You, Nice the Future... And the homie Rob Gates, is that his name? 
Yeah, yeah. So Rob Gates is, is yo, this nigga's a rock star, bro. Like, I never met a nigga like this nigga. Like, you know, I'm talented. This nigga's a different kind of talented. Like, he got, he don't sound nothing like DMX, but he has that type of star, star mm. uh, quality to him, you know. Um, mm. And aside from all that, though, fuck the music. He's a really good brother, big heart, and he don't—he really don't play that. It's like in his town, you know, he's from Rochester, and any other place he went, that nigga gets it in for real. Niggas don't play with him. Um, shout out to Rob Gates and his whole crew, The Cloth. Um, it's too many of them niggas for me to name. It's like a million <laughs> of them niggas. Um, but yeah, he—he he, again. This is all because of Nice the Future. He bought me the Edos. Um, Rob Gates was in there. Um, we just started doing songs together, me, Nice, and, and um, Rob. Edo did all the beats, and uh, shit was just coming together. This was all in, like the course of a few days. I think we got like like six joints. Um, we got one with TF on them. Uh, some from the West Coast. He's nice. Um, yeah, I, I might have another um, feature, but I can't remember. But yeah, that that shit came together like water. And is there a plan to drop a project? Uh, yeah, but I'm not as privy to that plan as I am my albums because I handle all my, you know, right. again, me being a knucklehead, I do what I want. I pretty much just call these niggas, hey, I'm dropping the album. And they like, again? And you know. <laughs> again and that? again. <laughs> yeah. Shit is crazy. No, um, but yeah, the, um, Edo's um, handling that. I think it's almost done. I don't know when it's going to drop, but, it, you know, as soon as I get the word, I'm going to start promoting it heavy. And what you said, six songs, like a little EP or something? Or you, or you got yeah, more? Yeah, it's just an EP. Nice nah, it's an EP. EP. You know what? Actually, let me not say that because, again, Edo played some shit for me the other day that I don't even remember recording, so I know about six songs. <laughs> so it might be 12. Songs. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. yeah, I have no idea. Oh, man. Shout out to that, man. Shout out to Night the Future. Shout out to Rob Gates, the Murder Team EP, dropping hopefully this year, possibly next year. Now, the Coliseum is done, all recorded, artwork. Uh, I don't know if you're going to shoot videos. Everything ready to go? Everything. Well, I'm still waiting on um, still waiting on that Jay Black verse. Jay Black, what up, Jay Black? <laughs> Jay Black, you know send the Jay verse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's all done. Um, well, no, it still needs to be mixed and mastered. That okay. My brother Jay Styles is going to do that. Jay Styles is an incredible artist. He's the guy who um, produced three songs on Free Bass Pharaoh. Right. Um, right now, he's on tour with Cool Keith, the Black Elvis 2 tour. Wow, They're shout on, out to um, that. Yeah, you know, I think he's in the West Coast or something, but he's, he'll be back in a few weeks. He's going to mix and master the album. He's, he's a jack of all trades, singer, rapper, engineer, producer. He's incredible. Wow. Shout out to that. Shout, Shout out to him. him and Shout out to the legendary Cool Keith still on the road. Real, um, I read a statistic it. that 90s rappers are on tour making hella money and current rappers are canceling shows because yeah, they struggling. can't sell no tickets. So yep. shout out to all them legends out there still touring, still putting in work. Shout out to all them fans out there still supporting their legends, going out, partying, having fun, concerts, shows, projects. Shout out to Nas. Um, dropping the double album, Ilma uh, not Ilmatic, uh, I Am Vinyl. Yeah. 
uh, is not what it's supposed to be, but at least they're doing something. So shout out to that. Yeah, man. Um, brother Reno, when we before we before we got before we started recording the show, we were, we were talking off air, and I told you that your tone um, reminds me of Raekwon, mm. and I and I've actually been listening to a lot of Raekwon lately because I read his book um, recently from Staircase to Stage. Everybody, make sure y'all go check that out. Um, so after reading the book, I went and listened to his album, you know, Purple Tape. Um, I listened to a mobility for the first time ever. I had never heard it. What? Uh, yeah. I, I just missed. You know what? It came out. It had such shitty reviews that I just ignored it. Damn, but at least give it a listen. Though. Oh, back then we was buying CDs. You can't buy everything. You're not going to buy something that got whack reviews. Shit, I bought it. You broke. <laughs> Fucking but um, your, your, not, I don't want to say your voice. But maybe it's the flow, maybe it's the delivery, but I was getting like real Raekwon uh, vibes and stuff. Not saying that you sound exactly like him, but you you were reminding me of him and I thought that was pretty dope. Um, so do you consider him maybe like an influence? And if so, do you, who else would you consider an influence on your, on your rap style? Um, so yes, well, no, yeah, Raekwon is definitely an influence. I mean, the purple tape is, uh, uh, I, I'm, yo, I'm from Queens, and I'm gonna say that the purple type tape might have been more important to me than Illmatic, because mm-hmm. um, it's that to me that's the peak of Wu Tang shit, like, right? And you know, these we're talking about these are a lot of accomplished brothers, but that tape is perfection from end to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it had Nas on it, which was incredible. I think it's just a biggie on the joint. Like, it's, yeah. well, you know, that's that shit is iconic to me. As far as me sounding like Ray, I never thought that. But when I dropped Freebase uh, Pharaoh, niggas was in the comments like, yo, this nigga sounds like, this nigga's voice sounds like Ray Kwan. And then I couldn't unhear the shit after that. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I do. Like, I couldn't unhear it. Because <laughs> before, you know, a lot of artists go through this. I didn't really like the sound of my voice. I just knew I had bars. But when niggas say, yo, his voice sounds like Rick Kwan, I was like, oh, okay, I do got a dope voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so he's, he's a major, definitely a major influence. That purple tape is fucking crazy, dog. Like, and so, you know, being my age and seeing hip-hop rise, all of these classic albums hold a nostalgia to them. And they bring me back to a time they trigger memories. Yeah. So at that time I was it was getting loose, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> another one, Red Man. And these are dope marketing schemes again that are taken from the drug game basically. Red Man had right. the, the, the red album, the, the red, red tape. Yep, what the, the red album, tape. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying like you color coding your shit now, it's like, you know, you're throwing a stamp on it. That was incredible to me. I still think Red Man's incredible to this day. I think he doesn't get the props he deserves because you know, he was producing his own shit too and going crazy. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, absolutely. Well, he's from Jersey. The first so, Cypher you know. Hill album. Yo. Yeah. Uh, him being that from Jersey, um, um, I held him back. Cypress Hill, absolutely. Yeah. Cypress Hill's had yeah, mugs, like though. It. Yeah. You but know? they had Be Real, too. Yeah. Be Real was nasty. Yeah. I'm saying for their sound, yeah, though. <clears throat> yeah. The whole first album, first of all, these niggas were sounding like they was from the East Coast, with nice. that, but then, you know, Muggs is from Queens. Mm-hmm. But that, that first album, I think it slept on too, because how I could just kill a man, you know. Yeah. Um, Pigs. 
all, mm-hmm. all that shit, man. Even their first single, I forgot the name of it, but shit was crazy. Uh, Hand on the Pump? Um, yeah, Hand on one? the Pump. Hand on the Pump, yeah. Nah, nah, that wasn't the first single. Oh, before, even before that, was it... Um. I think it was like Funky Feel one or some shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Funky Feel one, yeah. yeah. Okay, that was on that album, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the whole tape was... I mean, even when you turn on that album and Pigs come on, yo, that beat... I love that song. crazy, Love bro. that song. So, so that's... So you niggas got me started down the hip-hop rabbit hole, but <laughs> yeah, all of these things... Um, And of course, Nas, Illmatic was a game changer. Like, um, Nas is like Jesus in the rap game. Like niggas was rapping one way before Nas, mm-hmm. and then they was rapping a different way yep. after Nas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like AD and BC type shit. But um, all of these things influence me. But even the shit today, like I listen to these drill niggas. Like these niggas is dope. I mean, I'm not with the. You know, we don't got to detail the crimes, mm-hmm. names, and places, dates. But you know, um, I'm with all that ignorance shit. Matter of fact, after the Coliseum, my next album is called Ignorance Is Bliss. That'll be out February. But Damn. you know, I love the ignorance, dog. I'm not gonna lie to you. The the violence and all that because, you know, niggas is angry, bro. Niggas is not growing up right, you know, yeah. and and trying to get their stories out and their frustrations. And everybody gets on this younger generation, but it's like, bro. When I was a kid, I didn't know how to express myself properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I lashed out. I had problems and didn't know how to deal with them. That's what growing up is. Mm. And we're watching these niggas grow up, but they're in an arena for grown men. So we're judging them as grown men, right. but they don't have that experience. So I love what these niggas bring to the table. I'm going to take a page from your book, though. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. A lot of these rappers today, though, they pussy. They talk a lot of shit they oh. don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, listen, from the from from the beginning of rap. Yeah, I was gonna say that's lot, from day one. Yeah, they niggas are super soft. Like I get it all the time. Like you know how many niggas I deal with these rappers. You know they kill a hundred niggas in their verse, and mm. then you know I talk to them in real life. I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? Yo, like like yo, I want to do a joint together, send that verse out, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, in their mind and in their heart, they like. I'm not fucking with this nigga. You know, they might heard something or mm-hmm. something. 99% of these niggas is butt cheeks, so that's a fact. <laughs> big facts, big facts, 100%. Yep. Still, shout out to them because yeah, no, they're, they're still they're, doing their thing. They're, they're, they're Can't the hate next on them. Generation. Absolutely. We just got to, I don't know, they got to get their shit together, man. Well, they need fucking mentors. They need That's guidance. the problem. Yeah. No, you know what? They need to accept guidance because there's people out there willing to guide them, but they don't accept it. They don't, yeah. they, they know everything. You know and that? that's 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 part of growing up. We knew everything at one point. Yeah, and, but and, nah, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like you said, you have a mentor, correct? You were yeah, willing but to... I found my mentor at 30 years old and shit. But you were willing to take instruction from somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of these cats ain't, brother. Like they know everything, and it's their way or the highway, fam. Yeah. They'll learn. Well, you know that that stems from the times too, because our generation, like, we didn't have the access to information that these niggas have. So now these niggas go on. WebMD and think they doctors and shit. Yeah, you know, they think like, they dying <laughs> from a headache. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I got coronavirus. Yeah, all kinds of weird shit. Hell but, yeah. you know. That's why earlier, um, Reno, when you said the Coliseum was a 30-minute walk, I was like, we didn't have shit else to do back then any fucking way. 30 minutes was right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. It's not like we had so many options. Big facts. 
Oh man, shout out to that though. Shout out to growing up, man. Yeah, man. Um, we got the influences. Shout out to that. Uh, we talked the new projects, all that good stuff. A lot of work on the way, Reno, man. You work, you're doing a lot of work, bro. So we look forward to seeing the continued work. Yeah, man. Um, I don't have any more questions. No, I think I'm pretty good over here. Do you have any questions? No, I just got to Oh, wait, I do have a question. Actually, uh, uh, a question I found on, on Twitter that I wanted to ask both you guys because it's been causing a lot of commotion on Twitter. Okay, here we go. Um, is Ready to Die a better album than it was written? Hmm. Take a second and think about it because it's not an immediate answer because it was written as a fucking good album, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ready to Die is Ready to Die. Yeah. So I don't know why they put those two because I would have thought Ready to Die versus Omatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't nah, know. There's no Whatever. comparison, though. Like Ready to Die and Nomadic is totally different. Ready to Die and it and was written, though there's more, more how could I put it? similarities. Right. Tonal it's and th- Everything, 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 yeah. So, um. Damn, I didn't like good. the Ready to Die album like that, man. I'm going to keep it 100. Like, he has some joints in there that are absolutely fire. Like, I don't want to live no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love that song. Everyday Struggle. That's my shit. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, But I, I wasn't into it like that. You know, um, like, it was a lot of, that's just when that bad boy glitz and glamour shit really started to hit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's cool, but I'm not fucking with Big Papa. I'm not fucking with, with you know, um, a lot of that glitzy shit. Like, like the commercial stuff. Yeah, it was like, right. I, I wasn't ready. It was ahead of me, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But later on, I would learn that these niggas were geniuses. Right. You know, um, and it was written. So you said ready to die versus it was written. That is a weird matchup. It's a weird matchup, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought yeah. the same thing, but yeah. they've been arguing, honestly, I want to say like five days down south. And it's it's right on around 50-50. Yeah, it's yeah, right I haven't around 50-50. Then again, I haven't it's, been it's, the timeline. It's preference, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's two great albums, so there's no wrong answer in my opinion. Uh, yeah, That's there's the no wrong. generation bullshit. The niggas don't know them albums is from two different... Times you can't compare it. Like they just looking back in history. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's a lot of uh, old people. That, that's why I like Twitter because there's a lot of older hip hop heads on yeah. there that come with good information and shit. And it's crazy that you said that because that you said that they're from two different time periods because Ready to Die was '93 and mm-hmm. uh, it was written was '96. And in that three year period, bro, a lot changed, fam. Like. Mash it changed. Right. But some people are saying that it was written, was it was written because of Ready to Die. Oh, basically that, that's what forced Nas to go in that direction instead of staying in the Illmatic direction. Basically. That's know. what they're theorizing. That's right? what they're implicating. Nobody right knows. Then, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's one theory. to say that, but, but I see more of, of uh, LL Cool J influence in that album and, and it was written because um back when niggas was on some you know I'm black and I'm proud you know black to the pedal shit with the soap you know LL Cool J was very braggadocious you know just talking that materialistic shit mm-hmm. and he got a lot of flack for that he did he changed the game like Biggie didn't come out and, and niggas was riding Biggie's wave like that's all LL Cool J yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, LL Cool J had that. Yeah, he was that. But again, that goes back to that time where you had to have different shit. You couldn't sound like everybody else. So LL Cool J took a totally different approach. Was LL Cool J like uh, you know how we got Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Mm -hmm. and then we got the next generation, Cole, Kendrick, Kendrick, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Was LL Cool J the previous generation? Was it BDK, Rakim? And LL? LL or KRS in there? Who was the third of the... The, the big three. The big three. It got to be Big Daddy Kane and Rakim got to be in there, I think. Because you got to keep Big it Daddy Kane was an amazing lyricist. See, uh, LL was different, man. Um, Like, it wasn't... He, he had him. This nigga was dropping his first off. He was 16 when he started. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shit he was talking about at the time, Champagne, I'm going back to Cali. Like, the nigga pioneered different flows and sounds. You know, even up until Mama Said Knock Me Out, when that album came out, the niggas dropped like eight singles off of that album. That oh, shit yeah. is crazy. And, and, and the Mr. Smith album, too. He had like six singles and shit. Yeah, he, he was talking that fly shit before everybody. So the Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, like, that's all because of LL. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because if, if LL didn't come along, we might still be wearing le- the African leather patches. But Kane, the- too, though. Reno, Kane was fucking on his flies of Brooklyn shit. He he was, but he was still an Asiatic black man. You yeah, know he what did say like, a lot. Yeah, he did. He had the big... He had the medallion. It wasn't leather, but it was a gold Africa piece. I remember that yeah, like it nah, yesterday. He, he did. He did. He had, he had the Nefertiti that's, piece. That's, that's LL true. was hanging out with these uptown niggas, you know, really, you know, Harlem's flashy, dog. Like, yeah. they've been that way. Yeah, he used to and have LL was definitely by them niggas. Yeah, he used Yo, to have um, the Mercedes piece. Go ahead. Real quick, shout out to LL Cool J. I seen a video two days ago. Uh-huh. LL Cool J walks into an airport. Okay. He got his one leg on his sweat still up. <laughs> He walks in like LL. Uh-huh. He looks around like, What's, yo, I don't know. It was just the funniest video. He just walks into the airport, Dolly, yeah. by himself, one leg up, looks around, and then I guess he saw like his mom or his aunt, and then he went and fucked. I don't know. I just found it to be funny. So That's shout funny. out to LL for always being LL. No, 100, 100. Um, so to go back, <clears throat> it was written or ready to die? I'm going to go with it was written. Fair. Yeah. You? I think I'm gonna go with it was written as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I think yeah, I'm gonna go with that. So, like I said on on Twitter, it's about fifty fifty, and and you know people have these theories, and someone says Ready to Die is a Martin Scorsese film on wax. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, Reno, real quick, um, they said that another theory was uh, the Purple Tape influenced. It was written. The purple chair influence what? It was written. Mm. Um, came out the year before, and he was on it. And he know, was on. I, I don't know about that because the purple tape was real grimy, like you know. But what about the the, the mafioso grimy? stuff and the aliases? True. Well, I mean, yeah, I I could see them all feeding off each other, but but to me they were two different animals. Mm. Um, which why I that's why I was so amazed that when Nas was on verbal intercourse, because I was like, wow, this is like two worlds collided. Yeah, and it was different. See, again, you go back then, everybody was unique. 
even if you know, they, even if they did rap about the same shit, like you know, you heard Nas, you knew it was Nas. Mm-hmm. You heard Ray, you knew it was Ray. See, so, but um, that's like what you just said, though. They were rapping about the same shit. They were rapping about jailhouse shit, but they were all putting it in. How could I put it in, in their, their own, own flavor? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, oh man, I'm glad you said that. You had to be unique. You had to have your yeah. own thing. You could not sound like the next man. And, and none and, of them on that track right. sounded the same. And they pushed each other. Yeah. They, they were all so competitive. You got to remember that time. There wasn't a king of New York, per se. Right? Big got crowned king of New York when yeah. Big came out because Big yeah. fucking whatever. Uh-huh. But there, right before Big, there wasn't a, 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 a true leader. The West Coast had shit on Smash. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So when Nas came, Big came, Prodigy, Raekwon, Jay-Z, Ghost, uh, all these Ghost. Like, they, it, yo, they was just all like a big-ass Royal Rumble for the fucking crown. Right. And they would grab it. Ray had the crown at one point. Prodigy had the crown. Prodigy had the crown. And then this motherfucker snatched it, Nas snatched it, and Big dropped the second album and took it back. Like, yo, yeah. that's what I miss. That that The competitive nature of it. Right. It, there was camaraderie in it. But it was still competitive. But it was competitive. I'm, I'm, we cool, but yeah. I'm still going to murder cool, you on this track. We cool, but I'm, go- I'm coming yeah. for the crown, B. Yeah, yeah, 100. So shout out to that. Shout out to Twitter. Shout out to uh, Queens, Flushing. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the bros. Uh, damn, who the fuck was from Queens? Oh, uh, Durr. J Black, Etho. Um, What's my man? Uh, Jay Rios for connecting us. Absolutely. Shout out hey, to the new hey, crack hey. era. Yeah. Front row regal. The murder team. Shout out to the homie Nice the Future. We need you up here. Jay Black, we need that verse, baby. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, Jay Black, come on now. Yeah, send that over. Reno, you got any shout outs before we let you go, my brother? Yeah, um... So shout out to the whole front row gal, um, New Crack City. Jay Rios, though, like you mentioned, first and foremost, because he, he's going hard out here connecting brothers like you and I. Yes, sir. And um, a good brother, a, go, a good-hearted brother. Yeah. yeah. Super, super good brother. Um, nice to future for being a nexus to everything. Edo, uh, for letting me run with his name, because <laughs> I've been running wild out here. So thanks. Good looking, Edo. Um, you know, uh, Jay Styles. Red ones, oh. and that's old. And um, Kayla, Chelsea, and Brianna; those are my daughters. Shout out to them Shout and to my them. wife, Shante. Amen. Uh, Girl, dad, yeah. unite! Shout out to that. And shout out to Digger out in Paris. Shout out to Digger. Oh, shit, man. He's going to say something about this. Too. Nah, nah, we got shout you. We got you. <laughs> nah, nah. Shout out to him, man. Dope producer. Once again, everybody, make sure you follow at Reno underscore RX. Go download the Free Base Pharaoh. Go download the Living God. Be on the lookout for the Coliseum December 19th. Be on the lookout for Ignorance is Bliss February 2024. Be on the lookout for the Murder Team EP. Um... How about producing for other artists, Reno? Mm. Um, yeah, I got some joints out there. I got some joints with um, Nice the Future, Bayer. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, man, fuck niggas, man. Really, <laughs> I fuck with the team. Um, you know, niggas got some bread we could talk, but really, like, I ain't into that production shit like that. Um, Just for the bros. Yeah, fuck niggas. Fuck niggas. <laughs> fuck niggas. And fuck no. Immediate answer. No. Fuck, fuck no. no. 
<laughs> and all you pussy rappers out there, remember that if you test this man, he mm-hmm. comes with a headstone. Yes, yes. Um, one last shout out. Shout out to Northwest. Um, she dressed up as the graduation bear for Halloween, oh, and nice. it's like her fourth year doing something Kanye related for Halloween. Yeah. So again, girls, dad, you, girl, dads unite. That's right. Shout out to the daughters out there. Reno RX, thank you again. My co-host VSOP. Yeah, yeah. Brother F, Stray Fuego Studios, as always, chin up, chest out, carry yourself with honor, carry yourself with pride, and we out of here. Peace.